0: hello and welcome to the 128 podcast i am your host tommy west Today on the show, uh, a guy who's a lot of fun to talk to, especially if you are passionate about music, if you are an aspiring artist or you're an up and coming artist, I'm telling you, this guy is a wealth of knowledge and information. He has been extremely influential on a lot of people in this industry and continues to do so. His latest project is a collective called Black Neon, which has an amazing sound and we'll talk about where that sound comes from. But otherwise, if you like music, you're gonna love today's show. This is Sander Kleinenberg. You said you're in uh, the mountains in France.
1: Yeah, uh, we're we're in the mountains. Well, I mean, we're in the uh, me and my family. We're in the south of France uh, near Saint-Tropez, and I guess this—I uh, mean, you know—the most touristic sort of place in in Europe. So the internet here. Uh, It's fine. I mean, we're, we're close to the sea and close to a little village, so we're, we're good.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I've never been there. I've only been in, you know, American beaches and stuff, but like I was actually, I was talking to, I forget who I was talking to the other day and they, um, they used to like spend their, their summers in the, in the South of France along like the beaches or is it, is that
1: where it is? Right. Am I getting that right? Yeah, no, totally. It's it's on the beaches and it's like, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's Cannes and it's uh, Nice and Marseille and uh, Saint-Tropez. And it's this whole coastline. Um, And it's all the way from, you know, the top of Spain, all the way down to Barcelona, to uh, Marseille, to it's this whole Mediterranean coast uh, where the living is easy. I guess you could say that this part of, of Europe is the Florida of, um, of, 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 of Europe. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of retirees and a lot of people who spend time here apart from the high season. And then they rent their houses out to, um, urbanites like, uh, like me and my <laughs> wife, uh, you know, to, so they, to, they, they make money for the rest of the year yeah. <laughs> so that they can retire and uh, retire in luxury. But, um, no, I mean, it's good. It's a great place. Uh, to be honest, like I, I came here when I was young. Uh, so I holidayed here till I, you know, till I was like 14, 15. My, my mom and dad took me here to a nudist, nudist camping, <laughs> a nudist camping place for yeah. like six, seven years, which I tried to explain to my kids the other day. And they're like, you mean you're all walking around naked? I was like, yeah, yeah, that was the deal. We were on a camping. It's the seventies. You know, we're all naked. My mom and dad and this. And and they're like, so there's nothing sexual. Like, no, no, no. It just felt like, you know, normal. Uh, yeah. because yeah, I was fucking sick. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah. And um um so it's good to be back here because I I spent a lot of uh you know the good part of the last 20 years summers have mostly been a collection of california maybe some hamptons but mostly yeah. Ibiza you know which which obviously in in electronic music has just taken such a just a leading role in in in, in our community and in, in summer yeah. at least so um so it's good to be here it's like a it's like a it's away from um <laughs> you know, away from where I used to be. Uh, and also, um, spending time with my family without that sort of Friday, it's three o'clock. we got to get to the airport yeah. and get on a flight to go somewhere and DJ till five yeah. in the morning is now not there anymore. You know? So it's, yeah, it's like, you know, like fucking normal. You know? it's, <laughs> well, it,
0: it's funny because <laughs> I, I've, I've talked to a bunch of people and I've said the same thing, which is when all this, when all this started, um, you know with, with like coronavirus and, and you know like The initial thing is like oh wow we all have to Like bunker down and we have to and I was like Well there has gotta be some like I think Like a couple weeks into it I guess it depends Who your family is if you enjoy spending time with your Family but there were some people where I was like For me I'm like oh I'm actually spending More time with my family It actually kind of works out And and I think Even now as things are Progressing yeah you're Seeing more of that where everyone's like Oh yeah. Like I, I kind of, I miss that. But at the same time, like, you know, Oh now I get to spend time with my kids. I get to spend, you know, we we get to do more stuff like that.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, and, and also the other thing is just like trying to tell this to other people that DJ industry, um, it's, is very competitive. It's specifically, you know, the young upcoming bunch, they, have this like crazy work ethic, and they have this battle on who who gets on the most private jets, who gets on, yeah. who gets to do the most shows in the summer, who gets to do, you know, who gets to be the biggest, the boldest, the, the the strongest, and and, and uh, you know the the most successful. And it's like it's really eroded the whole idea of of DJing and the idea of sh- basically just sharing music for the love of music, and yeah. not so much to be better at something than somebody else. I think I come from a generation where we all we're all happy that oh my god is another dj who resembles my ideas of you know how the future should be so we should be in in a team together because we're building all these roads together yeah Uh, and now that we've built all these roads there's a bunch of 20 20 year olds who just spend a lot of time in the gym and they're running on our roads like like uh, chasing uh some crazy idea of what success is, you know, it's, just a bit, it's a bit weird. And now that that is yeah. all um, gone because of, because of this virus, everything is like equal, equaled again. It's like a yeah. great equalizer. Cause now it's like, okay, so yeah, now you can uh, be the biggest, the biggest, the boldest. So what is it that you actually have? And what is it that you actually got? Like, can you show me your creativity? Uh, can you show me your, yeah. I, real ideas, you know, right. instead of your beef, your beefed up realities. And, um, right. and it's interesting. It's like, it's kind of healing. Um, but yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm obviously at a, at a different part of my career and, <laughs> I mean, if everything stops tomorrow, I could go look back and go, "Bah, man, this is such a trip." Jesus, you know, yeah. I could spend the next 30, 30 years writing books about it and go like, "Oh my God, do you remember this or do you remember that?" So, so yeah. I don't want to jeopardize, or I don't want to. Um, I understand it's like it's probably pretty hard if you're if you're you know if you're young and upcoming and trying to make a difference at this stage because of the, the situation because you know you you don't have an outlet to yeah. To, to, to show the world
0: so yeah yeah I, I, it's it's funny i mean look i i was a part of you know i there there were stories that i would come home and like just like tell my wife about things i saw like in in this scene of like what you're talking about like you know just on on the other end of the spectrum of like Guys who are getting up on stage and just kind of be churned out and like living off of, you know, I love Red Bull and all, but like living off of like, you know, Red Bull and then like sleeping during the day and just like, you got to do this. You got to do this. Like it's, it's, you know, it's like kind of racing against the clock on how long you're I mean, hey, going to last. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it killed, literally killed people. Yeah. Like, like like Tim died because of this rat race. Yeah. You know, and, and, and in that sort of chase to the top, um, a lot of people have forgot, like, Hey, well, wait a minute. You know, nothing comes for free there. You have a body and you have a mind and being in seven time zones in two months and drinking half a bottle of, half a bottle of vodka and being friends with, Everybody around yeah. the world, because they all expect you to be the best friend, the, the hardest drinker or the you know, this, that, unless you're a legend, of course, but if you're up and coming, it's like, you know, there, there's quite an effort into, into the, into the into the play as well, the game, you yeah. know, the, the way that you interact with 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 people who have something to say in this business, uh, yeah. you know, the opinion makers, and so and this and that and so and such. Uh, you want to be part of that. It's hard, hard, hard work, yeah. and not just on stage, but just the whole thing around it is. I mean, um, I look at some of the su- m- more more successful people in this business, and. I mean, I don't really envy them at all because they don't have social life. They only, uh, commit to this, to this thing. And by the time this is all over, they may have a hundred million in the bank, but they have a lot of fucking shit to clean up and to deal with because they've stopped a part of being a human being for so long, you know? And, um, it's difficult to find that balance. I do understand how you can get trapped in, in it, um, how that chase, um, just keeps on sort of like motivate you to, you know, be the best and, 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 always step it up. And I guess that's also very sort of now, you know, to sort of like never give up and, you know, uh, you're just as good as your whatever and all that fucking yeah. crap. Because in the end of the day, it's, just, it's mostly you got to have a little bit of talent, but you got to have a lot of luck as well. Like yeah. where you are, who you meet, who your friends. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's got a lot to do with it. Of course, those first first couple of steps you have to take on your own. You have to be motivated and spend those whatever 10,000 hours to you know, build your trade and be the best or be good at something. That, that But once you're there, it's like it's a whole other game. And then you got to also be ready to play, to play, to play that game. And, and um, that maybe does not have a lot to do with talent or you know Yeah. as a matter of fact I think I think a lot of real talent uh, may even not be equipped um, for for the harshness of, of the game because real talent doesn't really know it has talent and it's insecure I mean real talent is mostly insecurity because if you're not insecure uh, then and if you don't doubt your work then you are probably far away from greatness because the doubt is right. the catalyst. It's like, yeah. the, that's the thing that keeps you going, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, no, know. But for, I, I keep full
0: of, yeah. I was going to say for what it's worth, I mean, look, that, that it's funny. Cause like the story I always go to and I was sort of alluding to without going directly there in the beginning was, was Tim. Like I remember, I remember being in Vegas and, um, I known Tim from over the years and then I just saw him at, I mean, I can't say it was his worst, but like at the worst of what he was dealing with, like he didn't really want to be there. It was just kind of this kind of churning machine. And and I think the other thing, too, that's that's both. Sort of positive to come out of stuff like that is is just like in general, just mental health in the industry. Like you know, like you know, I mean, mean? guys have sat on the sidelines with and be like, oh yeah, I have anxiety too. I have depression too. Like we all, we all deal with it. And just you know, it's and especially in that type of you know machine of just you know work harder. You know, you you got like what's the difference between me and the next guy? Is how much harder I push or my Instagram or, or or crap like that. Um, it just pushes you to try to have to do a little bit more and that more just pushes, you know, can push some guys over the edge. There are some guys, like, have you ever hung out in Tiesto's trailers at like, you know, EDC and stuff? That guy is having a fantastic time and he has his balance and he'll sit there and do shots with you.
1: <laughs> I, I gotta stop you right there because I just saw a photograph of him. Let me let me just, <laughs> I gotta show, you, show it to you. And he just has the biggest grin on his, yeah. on his face. And every time I met over the last twenty five years, although yeah. I have a story about him as well, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the last twenty five years, he's always had this grin. And to yeah. be honest, like I think he killed the game uh, early on. I think he positioned himself on top of a wave that was that was really really big. Uh, right. His sound was strong. He could re- with his sound he could manage the 10000 10, plus arenas. Right, uh, and that's also something that I think a lot of people don't particularly understand how hard it was, um, for the earlier generation to sort of cope with the growth of audience. Like you yeah. play for 500 people. Okay. So you play a certain sound, certain energy you play for a thousand people. There's right. a different energy, 10,000 right. people, whole other different energy, 20,000 people. Yeah. It's you know, so, and Chesto was always equipped uh, very well to deal from a sound point of view to deal with 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 the the large arenas and he yeah. played it you know obviously so well so the grin comes from <laughs> this understanding you know it's like whatever happens I can always manage uh, yeah you know he's and I just I just read actually he's starting a new project called I think it was re uh, West. Uh, yeah. I think I think it was called re West. His name is Tice. Yeah. so Re West is, is, is a little anagram of his, uh, of his name. Yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, yeah, no, it, I looked at him and it's ex- exciting. I, I, I wanted yeah. to say as well, it's like, so the vulnerability that comes with creativity, um, and true creativity coming with doubt, yeah. of self doubt often, um, or maybe even it's hard to say trauma, but, I think a lot of really great artists do have some traumas hidden somewhere because they are finding they're, they're fighting so hard to find expression in in one shape or another to try and sort of channel those emotions, you know? And, um, you mentioned Tim and I I think Tim was definitely somebody who, I I remember him for the first time. He just came up. He hadn't done levels yet. I met him at a festival. Um, and he was like, oh dude, I love, uh, and he came up to me. It's funny because not a lot of people come up to me with this, with this remark. And he said like, oh dude, I love the fact that you slowly build your set into, you know, a bigger energy and you did yeah. it so well, like, you know, record for record. And you know what? It's, a lot of people don't, Hear that that, that right, I'm doing yeah. that, and I don't bo- and I don't boast about it at all. A lot of DJs just go like, "Okay, my hardest record first or biggest record right. first and that's fine. Yeah, I'm not saying this to, uh, to toot my own horn. It's just the way I DJ. And he's like, "Yeah," and I, me and my manager we talked about it, about it, So I kept in contact with him. He gave me his number, and then he worked on levels and he sent me levels and he said, "What do you think?" And I said, oh, "Yeah, what do you think?" And yeah, it's like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like, this is the end, you know. And yeah. he was so humble and so. um Nice. And, yeah. and friendly. Um, the Swedes do have a thing with alcohol. Alcohol is a, is a, is a, is a thing that in Sweden or most Scandic countries, Norway as well, um, uh, is under control of the government, uh, heavily taxed, uh, because alcoholism is quite a, quite a thing yeah. because up North it's, it's, it's cold and grim and yeah. dark, especially in winter. And the bottle is, uh, obviously, a, a thing of warmth. Right. Uh, so they try to control that a little bit, um, by, by jacking up the prices and selling alcohol in, in States, um, state controlled, um, liquor shops. Yeah. And, um, uh, it may well be that some people in, um, in, in, Scandinavia have not really that sort of natural idea how to protect themselves from like a, an abundance of, of liquor and an abundance of, of freedom in that, with that, with that regard. But, um, it, I dear, you know, he's dearly missed. He was yeah. one of a kind type of talent and uh but there's many like him and th- and yeah. there's a lot of lo- listen tim was huge and undeniable and he'll live forever but don't underestimate how many kids that never made it big have also struggled in the way he has and exactly. may or male so not uh you know be able to tell their stories at this point in time so yeah it's a thing it's a thing and i th- i feel the music industry uh and it's cutthroat sort of like do or die yeah Uh, have to, you know, get rich fast or, you know, die trying mentality. Um, Yeah, it's killed some of the charms of the, at least early um, stages of this game. And the fucked up thing is like, I want to talk about it and say something about it. Like, Hey, you know, we should all stand back and so, and then I'm like, but then I've had my journey and I'm at a point in time where maybe some people look at me and go like, yeah, but you're just old. So you don't understand, you know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of that out there where that sort of like the glorification of the young has also come to a point where, you know, it's like, well, I mean, so what do you want to say? How many build the fucking road? Well, you know, like look at me. I'm fucking I'm driving it faster than you ever imagined. You know, something like that. Yeah. How am I gonna fucking argue with that? You know, if I see Martin Garrix and and you know he's having his like you know, billion dollar career. I'm kind of going like, Hey man, I I built something of that. And I was a part of his, the possibility of him was a dream I once embraced and worked for. So yeah, in the end it's all good, but yeah, I, you know, a little bit of, a little bit, a little bit of depth or a little bit, a bit of, um, just I don't know just a change of pace so again so yeah. maybe this, this whole thing has got a little bit of a silver lining who knows you know yeah
0: and that's the thing too I, I, I've seen you know on that spectrum I've seen you know I've seen guys come through and like you know show me a track and then nothing works out for them commercially or, or like they, and they just kind of dwindle off I've seen guys who have like a little glimmer of something and they get picked up by a major label system who then just tries to like shove them together with whatever vocalist you know they're trying to uh is a priority for them and then they all of a sudden just kind of get you know tossed out the back door because it's like we don't know what to do with you your edm your dance music we don't know how to handle that um and it's a rough ride because you're right like you know for someone like for someone like you and you talk about like that passion of being able to like change the energy of a set that you know is so subtle that other people don't even notice it But it's important enough to you for you to work on it. You put some young kid on stage who is, you know, uh, not as confident in himself and and does that stuff. And then you have someone who's, you know, someone important at a label or upwards who says like, oh, this isn't good enough. That's that's that hurts. And that that can bring someone down. And then they just kind of end their journey right there. But that's kind of part of the process.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's, you're just pointing out where I wanted to go to actually in, in essence, I feel maybe now actually I should say, I feel that, um, that element of, of, um, instant gratification, um, is costing us yeah. in talent and in, in ideas. I think because some ideas just basically, they just need time. They need time to flourish and they need time to develop. And, a really great record label or a great a and r and i don't want to talk too much about like in the old days (laughs) in the old days like even before me yeah uh, which is fucking prehistoric let's be honest Um, (laughs) it's not that bad but um they would sign a band and dude like the third album would be the one where they would start making money. the third album yeah dude like that doesn't exist anymore. First of all, the acts like that are not signed anymore because it's like, okay, you have a hundred million streams already. Right. We, we may want to sign you off the back of that, but, uh, or yeah, you're, you're an an Instagram sensation or you're a TikTok star or this or that. So it's like you need labels already need some sort of like, uh, idea uh, of success. So therefore the, um, the artist or whatever they pick up is already developed to the, it's either available, on, on, not to be developed any further, or it is already stuck in some idea of what it should be, uh, and it has created a fan base that just wants that to continue and won't accept something else. So, yeah, the idea to sort of stick by something from the get go, and then Kissy um, Musgraves yep. did a song called "Slow Burn." Yeah. You know, that's kind of like what this is. It's slow burn. You know, just let things just let things be. Yeah. Know? Which, by the way, was the best record of the last whatever
0: <laughs> are you? But, are you yeah. really? Into, are you into like country?
1: I mean, if Casey Musgraves is no, I, I love. First of all, I love country. Well, I love good yeah. songwriting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and her album The "Golden Hour," I think it's called, uh, yeah. is probably my favorite album of the last two years. Yeah, really? but that that's just the quality of the production is so pristine. It's just yeah. like it's absolute ecstasy.
0: See, I, I love that, too. I love that. I love the when you really are like an audiophile and you get the production side of music and you can listen to an album and be like, oh, this is this is no, quality. No, it's
1: like the case. The Casey album is like it's it's on hold. I just went and I I, I looked at all the guys who are behind it. The, yeah. the, the way I mean, this is nerdy, but the way they use reverb. It's just like, fucking, <laughs> I just can't talk about this enough. Like, how, I mean, it just, it's pure, pure ecstasy. Like, I can, like, it's just, it's just, it's perfection. It's just like when it just hits in yeah. that way. Uh, and the balance of all the, the instruments and the vocal, and, and the, I mean, obviously, the songwriting is absolutely 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can. Mean, you know, it's just it's just perfection. You know, yeah. Like, like Fleetwood, like Fleetwood Mac perfection is yeah, really, yeah. And you that's a, that, that's a, yeah. Uh, it's really hard to get to, to Fleetwood Mac perfection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny too because like Jones, yeah.
0: what was that? What was that one album that Fleetwood Mac did that like it was like the music is amazing and the production's amazing, but behind the scenes, it was completely oh, yeah, chaotic yeah, was big, and yeah.
1: <laughs> It was, it was rumors. I think
0: it was rumors. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Rumors.
1: And apparently, I mean, I don't know if this is true and you know, anybody can, uh, can correct me, but I've been told yeah. that they really needed yeah. like a really, really, really long line of cocaine yeah. to get these get these people back into the studio. Cause that was probably the only real thing they were interested in. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, some of the best music and even Casey, obviously, uh, um, She wrote a song about um, Psychedelica uh, on that album. Yeah. Not too sure. uh, She talked about the world. I think Northern Lights. uh, uh, Oh, what a world. Hard to believe. All kinds of magic. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that, that yeah. record is just also incredible, and you you know, like this girl is as fuck, which yeah, that, you know, or, or anybody who's in the room, somebody had to be high to just capture that emotion. So yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of these records, a lot of the records that we love and cherish forever, are made under the, the influence.
0: Well, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say it was like hearing that kind of stuff, and like in like when you guys like now you're doing Black Neon as the 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 collective. But like, are are you taking that and be like, oh, I want to do something like that? And is that inspiring you to kind of take it a step further?
1: I mean, dude, like, if, if I, even if I would be one, we did the, the Midnight in LA song. Yeah, um, I love that by which, the way. You know. It's, it's far away from, from, uh, what I've done so far, uh, from a production point of view, but that, but yeah, that, that is a hundred percent inspiration uh, from these records and from that sort of like, okay, I want to capture something timeless and I want to capture something that, uh, you know, I can play in 20 years, even if, it, even if it's just personal I play yeah. 20 years and go like, Hey, yeah this is still a jam and there's something about timeless music it's hard to predict uh, I think if you're in the midst of, of the process I mean I would be very arrogant to go like yeah I know uh, but that's not true but you you do feel like you're on to some sort of there's a sort of direction that could it has a sort of lingering suggestion of uh, it could possibly end up somewhere where you could go oh yeah this is kind of okay. And with Black Neon from the start and Collective together, and all members every aspect of the the band, they all have their own um, unique talent. Um, and, And so when we put it all together, it's kind of like, okay, so now at least we have some sort of chance to sort of, you know, maybe... Touch upon some of that timelessness, yeah. and then yes, it's electronic, and yes, it's EDM, and yes, it borrows from here and there, and this and that, and so on. So on. But in that mix, and, and sort of putting that all together, we feel uh, that could be a crazy fire, you know. So we yeah. Yeah, so we were excited about about the process, but we're we're you know t- tipping our toes in the water, you know. We're, yeah. we're slowly we wrote we wrote a bunch of more songs, and some of them I'm I'm, I'm very happy about. So
0: well, who's the vocalist? you have on that it's a sam sam bruno sam bruno um sam bruno, yeah. amazing like and that and that's the thing too is like you know and 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 i think there's something to me about tracks that even have like a title that and and, and maybe this is just the current state of mind although i always feel like this anyway is like The music that kind of puts you into that kind of atmospheric kind of place, like even just the title, like Midnight in LA, right? Like it just immediately kind of puts you in that place and becomes a soundtrack for that. Yeah.
1: But I mean, you know, and I've been coming to LA uh, for, you know, the good last, you know, last 20 years. Yeah. And every time I drive, I mean, I have a friend who lives in, um, in the hills and it's like mall yeah. drive and you drive yeah. and you see the city and it's like a fucking shiny little yeah. diamond. And then, and then the air and the, there's something about it, like yeah. undeniable. And there's, it's nowhere else to be found. Yeah. And it just, yeah, we all just wanted to, I mean, Sam is from LA. So she is like, that's what she knows. So, I try yeah. to, you know, we, we, in the studio, it's like, yeah, but you you don't understand. It's like, for us, it's like so alien to, yeah. to, to, to be, to be dealing with some of these aspects and some of the smells and just some, some of the vibrations of the city. Yeah. So the love song is like true, truly it's truly a love song. It's like, yeah, it's like this is what, how we felt uh, about Los Angeles. And I think, I think somebody once told me it's like the music um, happens in the space between. So, the best you can move forward and, um, know that you've done something right is, is when, when the space in between becomes interesting and that's, uh, you know, it's touching upon that sort of reverb and the, the way that Casey is, has done her album and, and Fleetwood Mac. And I mean, I just, obviously it would be very, very arrogant to put uh, black neon into that world, but it's like that, that space in between and sort of this, the, the, when nothing happens, that I feel that with Midnight in LA, uh, there is that space in between that becomes like this sort of like, ah, oh, and you can kind of yeah. get lost in it and, and you can bring your own interpretation in there. And it's not really thought out for you what to think um, or how to react to it. It's like you can just be, a part, you know, you can just step in and be a part of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, look for what it's worth. I'm, I, I've been in New York my entire life, right? And New York has its own kind of atmosphere and vibe. But Absolutely. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but you go to I go to L.A. and every time I, I the last time I was there, I think was like uh, literally about a year ago, and I brought my wife along, and I'm like, come on, like we can like the, the beach is right here, like you you can. You can drive from the beach to the snowy mountains and go skiing like in like just a couple hours. Like it's it's all right here. And and there's a to your point, like, yeah, there's a certain vibe about uh, about cities like like L.A. and New York uh, and and, you know, like every every city has its own kind of thing. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's because I'm not from there. But L.A. has that like something to it, some kind of sparkle, some kind of like the heat in the air or whatever it is. Absolutely. That just makes it special. And
1: and, and, a hundred percent, especially after a long day. Yeah. uh, A long hot day. And it's like, like 10 o'clock and it's like, cool down and there's a certain crisp thing in the air yeah. and you get that sea breeze coming in in the valley and yeah, no, it's, it's a special place. It's it, it truly is. Uh, I must admit though, and the same with what you just said, I go in there, I do my gig, I do my sessions, but I don't get my tax bills there. You know? So yeah. it's like, it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's very comfortable because whether I rent a place for a few weeks or whatever, yeah. still the meal doesn't come there. You know, so yeah. it's like reality. It's it's far away. <laughs> also, if if you are from um from Europe or from Amsterdam, in my case, and um, you uh, go to In and Out, you Aww. want to live there. You know, right there. it's the, fun, it's funny food. you say
0: that. It's funny you say that because that was my next question. Was like, is going to be like, yeah, what's what's the place you got to go to when you go to LA? Like every time you're there, and i is that it? Is that the answer? Is it In and Out?
1: No, I mean. I've had uh, there's, there's a there's a greek taverna Uh, called Tony's in Malibu Um, and it's just it's just it's just incredible but I mean maybe it's just me because I've had so much uh, phenomenal evenings and 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 nights there yeah you know you spend spend an afternoon on a you know a hot day spend an afternoon on a beach in Malibu and then you go there eat a Greek meal it's like it really doesn't get uh, any better it's like the best Greek meal I've had outside of Greece like for sure 100% yeah yeah 100% Tony's in Malibu it's in Malibu and it's called Tonys. And every time I go there, uh, whether it's Tom Cruise or some somebody is there. so it's also a scene you know? so you want to impress your wife it's like oh let's go to Tony. <laughs> you know? she'll, and then she'll have some fun as well because she'll be you know looking looking into the eyes of some uh, yeah some hot young, um, star, star yeah yeah
0: yeah um but you you travel a bunch or at least traveled I guess before all this but like because you you did a you were in New York for a while, right? like you had a residency years ago. Yeah, in New York. I yeah, still
1: have. Uh, at, yeah. I, I have a residency at House of Yes okay. uh, at the moment, so I'm there. Yeah, I'm, I'm there every two months, which is. I mean, I, I miss that. I mean, I don't miss. I can handle the sort of not DJing. Fairly well, better than I expected. Uh, Just because of you know what you just said, the family and whatever, and just rekindling and just you know. And I've had quite a journey, so it's like you know I'm 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 good. Yeah, but I miss House of Yes a lot because that place is just it's just it's my favorite. It's my favorite club in the world, hands down, hands down favorite club in the world. The immersiveness of it, the the sort of total experience, the, 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 audience, the audience, the, the participation and, and just artistry. And I love it. So, so yeah, sorry, I was interrupting you, but that's a New
0: York every no. two months from. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting to me though, because I feel like after this, like are you talking about like priorities kind of getting changed up. You know, I mean, (laughs) the idea of like a packed club while we're all wearing masks to go grocery shopping is uh, a little jarring. But you have to, you have to. I mean, at least I expect, especially with like festivals and stuff. Like, there's gonna be some type of shift in the way, like what it is to experience those things and what it like. Like one of my favorites, hands down, and and I think it's just because I burned in my brain. I have some really good memories of doing broadcast from there uh, where where it's really easy when you live in like the artist camp at like EDC Vegas, that's very different than going to EDC Vegas. So I'm a little skewed, but Mm -hmm. I I have to imagine that like those type of festivals and that experience that everyone's kind of, a lot of people are missing is got to shift a little bit. It's got to, it's got to, it's got to shift in a slightly different direction, but not necessarily a bad direction, just something different. And like, to your point about like experience and like the, uh, engagement with the audience and the interaction, um, I'm curious how creative people are going to get with what that shift becomes.
1: I mean, um, first of all, I think, I think we're, we're heading towards a, uh, a, a real shakeup. Of of behavior behavior. I yeah. mean, it's been two, if it's if it's something that's like three, four, five months, you could argue like, okay, you know, back to normal. But there's no there's no more back to normal after this. Yeah, because the normal is then, and that's going to be a whole new normal. And I believe um, the way the consumers the consumers are a habitual. Uh, well, not animal, But they have been, yeah. they're habitual. Like, they're yeah. like, okay, this is what we do, and then and they look back as long as they can, but it's usually not very much long. I mean, I look at my my youngest is fifteen. Um, she went to a club because clubs in um in uh, this may sound fucked up to you guys in the in the U.S., but clubs in the <laughs> the Netherlands are open to yeah. Minors—they uh, just can't drink—and uh, the Dutch government said, "Okay, so the virus uh, does not seem to not infect or affect uh, the youngs as much. So everything under 18 can go to a you know a venue with 500 people or a thousand people. It doesn't matter. Right? Um, so they've had parties, and um, I mean." it's difficult to, to, to predict. I, I feel like come February we'll probably all get a shot at, at the local town hall. Uh, there'll be all fucking, you know, there'll be a rage. Does it work? Does it not work? But it probably yeah. will. Um, and then, you know, a few months later, uh, yeah, clubs and festivals are used you know, to six months and then we'll be six seven, eight months and we'll I get it, but I feel the industry will really be changed. Like yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, the big cats will probably have survived. Uh, but A lot of young and, and new ideas may may find it more difficult to find funding or find interest. I, I feel a lot of venues may may struggle without the help of government or or, yeah. or some I. <laughs> You know, so so it's really hard to pre- to predict what the landscape is going to look like. What I do believe um, is that that the sort of huge, big sort of hundred thousand festival type idea, and I know it's been said for a while, but I could imagine that the sort of more boutique style, sort of like five thousand capacity, yeah, you know, ten thousand capacity, sort of like vibe, uh, more outdoorsy, a little bit more, uh, a little maybe maybe. <sighs> I would not be surprised if we're going to have a less, um, less technical involvement in, in, yeah. in, in you know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so maybe a, a little more, um, uh, not analog, but a little bit yeah. more, I don't know. It's, it's, it, 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 listen, I, I dude, as anybody else, I don't know, but this is just yeah. a hunch things change and things will uh, have changed a lot. Uh, maybe the, um, the virtual idea of going out, uh, will catch on and maybe this is forced yeah. a lot of people to be inventive in that direction. And maybe those inventions or those ideas will, will live on. And, yeah. and, and, you know, maybe people will be in the comfort of their own home and at the same time in a club in New York, like, you yeah, know, I mean, obviously that could be a weird type of future. What I do know is that if you look for your significant half or a significant half, um, things like a like a club where it's physical um where it's pheromones where it's because that's in the end of the day we can we can call this all you want we can call this you know we call the music in the dj world or whatever we can make it as big as we want but in the end of the day it's about people meeting each other who (laughs) (laughs) want to (laughs) fuck and 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 then the music or the direction of the music already sort of narrows down the sort of target group at least he or she likes the same sort of environment that I'm in, so that narrows it down. Um, so yeah, and then uh, we create the sort of soundscapes for it. The, yeah. the, you know the soundtracks for 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 this fuckathon. <laughs> 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 and that will never change. So that will never change. So you know, yeah, the, the meeting like I said, meet, and you know you can swipe, you can swipe forever, and yeah. uh, you'll be lucky and find somebody who truly sticks with you. But I believe. A good old love story where you know he was on the dance floor and i saw him standing it's like it's probably never gonna die so yeah, yeah. i mean
0: yeah uh, i never heard it anyone put it that way but that's awesome and that's that's <laughs> well, so I mean, funny you know <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: no but i mean listen yeah. this, mu- this music this music at the yeah. end of the day, this music it's, it's 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 like we create identities you know we we yeah. create music because we we want to give people an and we want to help them find their identity in the yeah. end. So it's like in a form or in a shape or in a direction, um, that brings people together who are fairly like-minded. It's like, yeah. you know, you don't have to look the same or feel the same or whatever, but if you feel something, uh, about a certain piece of music, and you, there's a connection there because it means that your brain, you know, feels the same sort of emotion when, when listening, listening to something and that, that shows some sort of comparison or yeah. some sort of like, um, uh, um, um a bonding factor of, right. of you know and and i and i feel that that's what we do we just, like, you know deep house or edm or this or that or so and such yeah. as, whatever you love defines your um your your social uh group and, and yeah. where you belong and where you where you feel at home and we can we can we can be all scientific about it or whatever but that's what we do we we feed you know we feed that sort of identity um, um, you know, with yeah. our music and our, 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 our lifestyle.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like when I talk about festivals uh, and stuff, whether it's like, you know, and I, and you know, all the festivals I've been to in, in, in this realm have all been U S based. So we're talking like Coachella and EDC and, and EZU's and, and ultra and, like yeah, when you see when you see like young kids coming out in groups with each other, and they all like you know they dress up together and they share that experience, and um, I gotta say like you know being there in like my little broadcast tent, like yeah, I'm a little jealous of that experience, and I'm like god damn, when I was like yeah. 18 years old, why did I not find that group of, of friends? Um, <laughs> yeah. and because it's 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 you know, and one of the thing I I, I before I worked. In dance music, uh, I used to work in pop radio and I used to tell people, I'm like, you know, when I worked in pop radio, I'm like, I really love EDM. Like, that's really my my where my passion lives. And I used to explain to people, I'm like, there's not a sad EDM song. There's not a sad dance song. Like, it's all positive. You go to these festivals, Mm -hmm. especially. With, you know like compare something like coachella or something who has like a mixed variety of genres and stuff and there's going to be songs that are like poppy and songs that are depressing and sadder or like love stories and this and that you go to like a dance festival uh or a club and everything is emotionally positive right it's just like it, it's just taking the the knob and just shooting it uh, to the extreme and i think that's part of what it is we talked about like you know like you know anxiety and depression and things and people like on the artist side right but on the on the fan side of things those are kids coming out and they're just like i'm coming out and i'm just gonna listen to music and dance and be happy and like there's nothing to bring them back to like not the happiest place it's their happiest place on earth is being a part of of that yeah A hundred percent.
1: And, 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 and therefore again, and and then obviously that that's also uh, what we do. I I do believe, um, and I feel, and I've always felt, but maybe that's because I always like to undermine (laughs) what I do. Maybe that's a European thing, but, um, I think that experience the The experience of, of what you just mentioned, like dressing up with your friends and yeah. experience experiencing the whole thing is far more important uh, than any DJ or any hit song or any, uh, it's it's that is what truly is what the culture of dance music is about. It's about yeah. connectivity with like-minded spirits yeah. um, and experiencing a, um, yeah. Uh, uh, something together. I mean the, the greatest dance floors I've ever DJed for, um, I actually talked about it today with, um, a track, mentioned he's doing this thing with his brother um and it's really cool and i like that as well it's like it's the virus i gotta you know yeah brother i I feel feel (laughs) very very sort of like this is something that could only have have happened because of this because they're all forced to be at home and it's like exactly music and then they yeah and then and then and obviously you know his brother for people who don't know atrix brother he's a part of chromio uh from, from from uh Um, Canada and uh, Which by the way just not to interrupt
0: you but to pause you That album they just put out Has got to be one of the greatest things To come out of COVID-19
1: one hundred percent. Did yeah. you hear the song? Uh, yeah, I, I, every <laughs> uh, the song in that Roni, track. The Roni, the has got, uh, <laughs> got me stressed the out. Ronnie got me stressed out. The has got me stressed out. Yeah, I love that record, <laughs> and it's just so it's it's really good. It's like yeah. really well crafted. Like I, oh my yeah. god, so it's so well crafted. But anyway, so so he. Um, jump to the to the to the point it's like he, he did a, a couple of records with his brother yeah track did and then he asked morgan geist um uh, who's a phenomenal incredible uh producer from um uh, from, from i think i, I want to say he's from new york but let's just assume he's from new york for the conversation uh, yeah and, and um he uh, remixed uh, Morgan Guy's remixed one of the tracks and then uh, A-Track talked about uh, Metro Area. And Metro Area is something that happened about 15 years ago and it was a Morgan Guy's project. Right. And it's pristine. If we talked about the Casey Mousegray's Figu Mac, the Metro Area album is just Exactly that. There's a few records on there that are so incredibly well produced. And yeah. So like, so they will last forever. You can play that to me. I know for a fact you can play that to me 40 years from now. I'll be 19 years old. I'll be going, yes, this is the <laughs> fucking shit. I tell you, oh. this is the fucking one. Yeah. <laughs> um, the track that, that I love most about it, it's called Miura. Miura. And it's a, Miura is a Lamborghini Miura. It's yeah. a fucking amazing car as well. Uh, so so the title is already it's already a 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for the title. Uh, but it's so well produced. It's just timeless. Incredible yeah. timeless disco electronica. It's so good. It's just that uh, you have to listen to this track uh, when you when when this ends yeah. over and you know what I mean. Anyway, so it's yeah. fucking check this out. I'm I'm best DJ experiences that was what we're talking about. So I'm DJing in stereo in Montreal, which is a club in, in uh, Canada, Montreal, and it's a club kind of built around a sound system. So, a yeah. um, bunch of people have been involved. David, David Morales was a part owner. David Morales is a, you know, an incredible, um, godfather and, and just, just a, a, a amazing human being, but also a great producer, but, um, also as just a connoisseur of sound and a connoisseur of DJ culture, just, just an incredible human being. And he wanted to keep this thing alive because it was one of the last clubs standing that were really built around a sound system. Nowadays, uh, clubs are built around a VIP table and, yeah, uh, you know, somebody yeah. wants to sell a lot of bottles. So to, to, for this it's like a, it's like a monument man it's like a museum and yeah. uh i dj there as a resident for a good two two years before it literally got to me because it that shit almost killed me because it, uh, i would check this out because uh, i also had a residency in new york uh, at that time and i would fly from amsterdam to canada uh, montreal which was like an eight-hour flight i would get off the flight i wouldn't have been able to sleep uh, and then I DJ starting at four in the morning Canadian time until 12, one or two in the afternoon. I'll be like 10 Jeez. hours of DJing. Yeah. And then I would get on a, and I'd be so stressed out and so fucked up. I would, I would, I didn't dare to be on a plane because I was paranoid back at the time. Yeah. So I took a car and drove to New York and then uh, 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 drove to New York and then end up in New York around 12 o'clock and DJ at vinyl, which is, which is club that Danny Tenaglia played that uh, a lot around 2003 and 2000, yeah. 2004 and played there for another eight hours and then get on a plane back home and I'd be at home. And on a Monday having breakfast with my wife, I'd be like fucking, how was your weekend? <laughs> be, I, I don't fucking remember. Like if it's just one big giant blur. But anyway, yeah, being at Montreal, the sound system was so pristine and so incredible. Uh, and playing Miura, which was like, one of the most yeah one of the greatest produced dance records of all time and i remember playing that record i told a track this uh, on his on his instagram uh, played it there and it just it just like it literally made me cry like it was yeah. like it cry, i cried my eyes out because it was so good Yeah, at the moment and i you mean know, i'm always like <laughs> i have to admit i was also exhausted to yeah. the fucking bone <laughs> probably anything could have made me cry by that but that but literally yeah um and that whole those t- uh, years there uh, truly um, taught me how to dj because, yeah. because if you dj eight hours there's fucking about like yeah When you know if you can dj you know and and djing is is not an hour of playing hit records it's it's eight hours of journeying through yeah. you know, all, all that, all that you have to your disposal and making sense of it. Uh, and that's a different type of game at all. Uh, that's a different type, type of game, but playing the record there, I'm sorry to make this whole circle round. Yeah. It was probably one of the highlights of, of my DJ career. Cause it, it was just like the, the crowd and the way that just they, they were, they were one with that experience with me, uh, as we touched upon before that crowd really. And, and, it's a predominantly gay crowd. And I just felt so connected with everything around yeah. me, just every single element of everything and, and, and felt be being one with, yeah. with that crowd. And it's, it's a very unique experience. Yeah. May induced by, a exhaustion <laughs> but either way it was it was incredible
0: i also just love that sound in general you talk talking about like that like disco like like chromio like it's a good example right and like speaking of a track like even like duck sauce which god if, if i could like beg him to like bring that project back um but like that that Yeah, that like retro sort of disco esque kind of sound is like dear to my heart for some reason. I don't know what it is, but it just sounds so much more. I don't know, maybe timeless. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, but um, there's there's a producer
1: from France called Yuxek who at the moment is doing. Major making major waves in that sound. He's he's prolific as fuck. Like he makes me. I mean, I look at him and like he releases a record every like twelve minutes. Yeah, (laughs) which to me is like, oh my god, fuck, stop it already. I I I find it so difficult. He's he's and all of them are like amazing. You know, it's like. I don't care if somebody does like 12 records in, in three months and then it's like one is decent, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, well fuck you, you know, you <laughs> might as well have just done one and then you had one decent record. And maybe if you spend all the time that you spend on the other 11 on that one decent one, yeah. it may have been <laughs> incredible. But this second motherfucker is like every fucking record that he drops. is like, oh, fuck, oh. You know, it's like, it keeps on coming. Um, it's yeah. good though. He's, he's the real deal. That's, really
0: good. that's the real question too. Like, are you, while you're uh, kind of vacationing slash staying socially distant, are you, are you doing any hobbies or are you just, are you working on music or what do you, what, what are you keeping yourself busy with? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have my, my monthly mixtape, it's, yeah.
1: it's the, the deep, deepest mixtape in the universe. It's on SoundCloud and you can look it up with uh, attached to my name and it's doing well and it's exciting and it's broadcasted around the world on a, on a few radios. Uh, stations, um, so that's a labor of love, um, and keeps me on my toes when it comes to to music. So I keep on checking releases and and and, and just kind of sort of being up to date. Uh, although there's no shows, I you know I keep my um, be, you know the the library sort of fresh and, and renew it um, uh, ever so often. And then Black Neon is is working on a second EP that keeps me busy um, quite a bit. Um, we wrote. Fortunately, we wrote a bunch of songs about two, three weeks before the lockdown happened uh, in Europe. Uh, so Sam and Bishop were over in uh, in Amsterdam, and we spent a good two weeks in the studio. and We wrote, you know, you know, stuff. And as base material, uh, you know, we can we can walk, you know, work remote, and then just go back and forth. Uh, when it comes to that, that's, that's what we're doing right now. It's like, it's, it's not rocket science. You, you can, you can do that with a screen share or, you know, with, 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 you know, it could be, you know, it could just be next to each other in, 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 that, in that, in that, with that, with that in mind the time difference sucks a bit, but, um, apart yeah. from that, that's that's fine. So that keeps on going. And i got a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of projects lined up. Um, I mean, I'm not so prolific at the moment. I want to do, um, uh, stuff that lasts. And I, 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 you know, I, I take a bit more time to, to make sure it's yeah. Really ready to go. And, and not some sort of like, Oh, I want to be famous, but just like, yeah. I, I just want to make something beautiful that lasts, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, Cause you're uh,
1: passionate. As, as, what's that? Cause you're
0: passionate.
1: I mean, you wouldn't yeah, be no, doing, I'm yeah. Totally yeah, but I am I'm also not like, like I just told the story about being awake for 48 hours to do two shows in two different cities, you know, 6,000 miles away from home. I'm not fucking 24 anymore, you know, yeah. so it's like, that's, that's not going to happen because it yeah. literally killed me. I am going want to, I don't want to do a Kanye. I don't have a billion dollars. Otherwise I may want to do a Kanye, but I, you know, I just want to, I just need to be, yeah, I just need to be in this sh- in this path and it's going well. I run a big social media business with my wife and that takes some of my time and it keeps me afloat as well uh, uh, financially. So it's like the balancing of this whole thing is important as well. And um, the luxury of sort of drowning yourself without any obligation into uh, the unknown it's something I, I do miss dearly. I think it comes with youth. Um, I, I, I think if a lot of people say, well, when you're young, you have, uh, you know, you, you need to be young to be what, you know, to, 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 to truly make it or to break through. Well, that's not true. You don't yeah. need to be young, but you need to be, uh, uh without boundaries. <laughs> yeah. That's what it takes. You know, if, 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 you, if you really want to dwell outside of the unknown, Uh, then you just need the luxury of the endless time of exploring and finding and, and, and digging up something amazing. And if you have two kids and you, you know, you have a couple of mortgages and you, 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 you're running, your life has run a bit deeper. That luxury becomes harder and harder to, uh, to, to find. Although, uh, I do find it sometimes. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then I come up and go, look what I found. (laughs) Uh, From I got the depths of the unknown.
0: <laughs> I got to ask you before I get out of here. Um, yeah, I mean, beyond the music though, I mean, it sounds like you just like music is your passion, so that is not only your day job but your hobby. But is there anything you kind of do? Oh, to yeah, blow I know. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah but
1: that's one hundred percent. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's good to know. Good to know that you're like you're, and that's the thing too. Is like, it, you know, they say do what you love, right? And like, you know, I guess for you, it's just a matter of. Can I do it? But down by the beach in in South France, and then
1: yeah, well, that's just b- b- because I'm. You know, I've been. I've been. Let's. I told this at the beginning of this whole conversation. You know, you need to be lucky, and I know for a hundred percent that I have been lucky. Um, but I've understand and understood the moments I was lucky, and understood that that I needed to capitalize on those moments and, and truly turn them into something positive. Um, but I'll never forget that, uh, it could have been anyone. I mean, yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I guess I have some talent, but there's thousands and thousands of kids out there who have the same sort of talent. It's about, it's about recognizing that sort of specific moment in time when you hit it so well, um and just don't let it pass you by don't you know that's that's when you need to sort of like drop everything and go like okay this is it we found it now let's all be really careful yeah. <laughs> and before we fuck it up you know yeah. we got to sort of slowly take it to something else and I, I i you know whether it was luck or whether it was timing or whatever uh i made a few judgment calls at that particular moment in time and managed to just yeah just just march on and i think yeah. that's the end of the day that's that's what it's all about you just need to march on i mean listen i've not had a real hit record in the last, I guess, four years. Yeah, it's a bit of a dry patch. Do I feel like, you know, I need to be panicking? No, not at all. Cause I'm doing what I love. If it brings me fulfillment artistically, then I'm happy. Like yeah. I, I don't feel any different now than, than when I have something in the charts or, 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 or you know, or making or my, so, so yeah, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a passion. It's, it's a it's step by step it's building and breaking down and, Waiting for that wave to come by and you know, just ride it.
0: Yeah. Um, well, dude, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun talking to you about all this stuff. I can't thank you enough for coming on, and um, I'm loving what you're doing with Black Neon. So uh, please keep doing that, thank you, brother. And then absolutely. Like, and then yeah, next time if you talk to A Track, just tell them tell him, Duck Sauce. You know now now the time. Bring that bring that back up like again. Or, or or Armando,
1: of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Um, But thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Peace, brother. What a really nice guy and such a knowledgeable guy. Seriously. Uh, Look up his entire biography if you don't have a chance. I I don't think this entire conversation did it justice. Uh, Thank you to Sander for sitting down with me and having that conversation. Thank you to the team at Armada for setting it up. Thank you to our producer, Dale. Thank you to our editor, Lori. Uh, If you don't subscribe to the 128 podcast, please go do that right now. Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It's 128 podcast or 128podcast.com. I am Tommy West.